Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. One of the values of our church is living better outside the walls, and I want to take some time and I want to communicate this to you. Um, and I think that Jesus... This value came exactly from Jesus. And what we try to do with all of our values um, is really look at Jesus' life and go, okay, what did he always do on a consistent basis? And so this can go deep and wide. But one of the things is that we found that he did a lot of ministry outside the synagogue. He just did a lot of life outside the church. And so we do a lot of, I mean, I mean, this is called the house, but none of y'all sleep here. So the, the truth of the matter is we do a lot of business and life and fellowship outside Sunday morning. I mean, this is just like an hour and 20 minutes of your week, but then there's a whole lot more hours. And so how do we do well in those hours is what we're talking about today. Mark chapter 10, verse 35. I want you to look at this with me. Mark 10, uh, 35, and they'll have it on uh, the screen. And here's what I want to encourage you. Uh, the reason we have this on the screen is not so that everything can be easy. We, we, we know that there are people that will come that maybe they don't even have a Bible. We've had people not, not even know that there is a Bible, and that's why we have Bibles on the table. And if you need a Bible, just go get one. Just go get one. But I think there's some value in having your app that you study with, that you highlight in, or a Bible that you're able to highlight and take with you. So let this be a resource, but let's really have a Bible, an app, or whatever, because, um, you know, you're not going to take these screens home with you. So let's let these screens illuminate something so you can go back and study it. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep growing together. Mark chapter 10, 35 through 45. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. When you read the Bible, do you ever laugh? <laughs> like, do you ever have moments when you read the Bible and you're like, okay, like, what was that like in real life? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a major ask. This is a big ask. Have you ever made a big ask? So for, on May 11th, I got in this wreck, and, and so there's been moments when I've not been able to do stuff for myself. And I'm going to tell you a big ask. It was, a, it was a, a couple weeks ago, and Katie had had a busy day, multiple appointments. My appointment, Hallie Kate, Tia, we, I mean, everybody's got an appointment, it seems like. And, and, and so she's been busy all day long, and she finally gets into bed. Come on pulls the sheets up to the neckline, you know what I'm talking about, and makes this, and I was like, hey, um, will, you, will you go get my medicine that's in the kitchen? You know, I mean, it was like, the day was over. Anybody ever had a big ask? Like, you know, you realize that if I ask this right now, it could go either way. I could get my medicine or I could be sent to the emergency room. You understand? What I'm, this could go either way. And so it's like your, your kids, you know, when, when you've just had like the best day of their life, you took them to like an amusement park, you spent way more money than you should, you know what I'm saying? Treat after treat after treat. And then they ask you the question, 
what's next? Come on, it's like, I want to pull this minivan over and teach you a lesson on uh, generosity. And I need to unpack all that I've done for you that you paid for nothing. You know what I mean? It's, but you realize you don't because it's in the wrong heart. Uh, this is a big ask. You walk up to Jesus and say, we want you to do whatever we ask. Okay. How is that going to go? Then he says to them, what do you want, want me to do for you? And they say to him, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. So here's the moment. They're, they're taking this moment and they're seeing all that Jesus has been doing and they're trying to, to take advantage of the moment. Place us on the right and left Jesus says to them, you don't even know what you ask. And then I just moved further. That's why you need your Bible. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with what I'm baptized with? And basically the cup was the cup of suffering. That he was going to go to the cross and be nailed to the cross. And, 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 and he was going to um, shed his blood for them. And the baptism was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and Jesus was the fullness without measure. And so he was saying, <laughs> you think you can just do this? And they're like, yeah. I mean, yes, we're able. We can do it. You know? So Jesus says to them, indeed, you will drink the cup. And what he's saying is, it's going to be tough for you. And you'll be baptized with what I'm baptized. And we see in Acts that they're baptized. But to sit on my right and left hand is not mine to give. But it is for those from whom it's been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. <laughs> Come on. Can you just see how that was playing? The other, what, are you, what are they doing? Why are they talking to Jesus? What are they talking about? Hold on. They're talking about sitting on his right and left hand. What? What? Those guys, you know, and now there's this confrontation brewing in the 12. Come on. It gets real. We're about to have a church split. You know what I'm saying? It's about to get on. Here's, and the 10 heard it. I said that, 42. And Jesus called them to himself. Come here, guys. I keep scrolling. Sorry. Um, and it, Jesus calls them to himself and says, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord over them. And the great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be among you. Listen to this. This is a major worldview shift. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. Um, shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be a slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life for ransom for many. Now, he here's the thing that I want us to see. This is a major conversation shift. Right off the bat, there's a few things that stick out to me. Just because we're around Jesus does not always mean that we get the revelation of what he's doing. Here's what I want us to unpack. The sons of thunder were processing. At this time, they had seen the work and the teaching of Jesus, and they were eyewitnesses to countless healings, feeding of 5,000, a girl that was dead coming back to life. <gasps> I see dead people. 
You know, I mean, just saying, I mean, it was a, it, it's a moment. The storm had stopped by Jesus' word. I mean, the storm is crazy, and Jesus says, stop, and all of a sudden, and they're like, They, they had seen Jesus receive countless questions from religious leaders on why do you do this and why do you do this and why do you do this and him answer them with grace and with truth. And in all of those moments, the two brothers missed something. Jesus was serving people. They interpreted Jesus building his ministry and getting a name and Jesus is building this kingdom and oh boy, Jesus is on the scene now. Our boy is trending. Come on. He's doing the stuff that he's doing. Nobody else can do that. Come on. We're going somewhere. Come on. Other brother of Zebedee, we're going somewhere. Call CNN, call Fox. We got something to sell here, boys. Jesus wasn't using people. He was loving them. This is why we pray for people. This is why we lay our hands on the sick. This is why we serve those in need. This is why we live better outside the walls. Listen, there's a desire in every one of us to be great, to be above average. Even good people want power. But power in itself isn't bad. Jesus just flips it on them and gives them a different worldview. He says, if you want to lead, you have to get low. In other words, if you want to be great... You've got to humble yourself and you've got to serve because ideas, opinions, the things that you're trying to amass and build, that's the culture that we've grown up in. And here's the thing, we, could, we have been around compromise and not even known it. Every commercial's about you. Come on, Burger King is, you can have it your way. <laughs> if we have Burger King church... There will be no truth that sets people free. And we'll all go to the church that we feel like more fits us. But really what we're saying is we'll go where our gift is, but sometimes we need to go where our character is strengthened. Does this make sense? Everyone, we all hang out with people who are like us in some way or form. People who get us. But here's the deal. Jesus is saying, listen, if you want to be great, you are going to have to humble yourself. You know, it's humbling to serve people. I want to, let me see how I do this. Hold on. I'm going to come up a little bit. Y'all okay with that? It's humbling to serve people. It is. It's easy, because I get it. When you start serving people, you're like, okay, how much do they need? How much do they want? What if I don't have enough? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have enough to buy you a hamburger, but if you take it past that, I'm not your boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I want to eat too, okay? You know what I'm saying? And so now it's like, I don't really want to get off in need because need's messy. 
Like, I want to kind of love you and kind of give you a sprinkle. You know what I'm saying? I want to kind of help you for a little bit. But I don't want to be your crutch. I don't want to be the one you go to. And so now it's like, how do I serve people and deal with the tension of loving people without being taken advantage of? Come on. Because I ain't your savior. And maybe what's broken you is something he needs to heal in you. Because if you have no money now, sometimes that's because of where life has taken you. But sometimes, come on, baby, it's because we need a budget. Let me give you some revelation. It's not from God, but let me just give you this revelation. Anytime you spend more than you make, you're going to be poor. Well, I just, I just, don't, know if, I just don't know if I want to come to a church that puts that on me. I want to tell you, okay? If you... Say to your spouse everything that you feel in the moment, your intimacy is going to suffer. I just don't believe that. Try it. You understand know what i Young people, if you pay no bills, your life is on loan. You don't have a schedule. We fund you. So ask permission. Don't tell me what you're doing. You hear what I'm make These are just concepts of life. You got to humble yourself to serve people. And it's hard. And serving people is messy. And serving people, sometimes you get into something that you don't know how to do it all. But here's what I'm telling you. God has called us to help people. And so if it's been a long time since your hand has been dirty, maybe you're too clean. Maybe you're too clean. Because the goal was never for the God of this world to invade the earth with love to keep you spotless and never help pull anybody else up. The goal was to save you and cleanse you and grow you so that you could give something, come on somebody, to something else, someone else. You got to humble yourself to pray for somebody. Come on. That's hard. You see someone who's dropped something or want to help something, you feel like the Lord's hey told you, hey, don't go help them with the groceries. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you're like, I'm not a terrorist. I'm not weird. I'm, not, I'm just going to help you with your groceries. And so you're like, start talking about all of it way before you start. He's like, I don't want to really do this. I get it. But that's, that's called humbling yourself. Five thoughts to focus on while we serve. We are going to be a serving church because we want to be better outside the walls. I do not want to grow this church by Christian transfer. I just want to say that. 
There is 7 to 11 people moving to northwest Arkansas every single day. Statistically, we are going to grow. I do not want the majority of our growth to be from Christian transfer. I want to reach out to the lost, and I want to pull someone in, and I want to see them loved, restored, healed, in their right mind, growing, thriving, blessed, and leading. That does not mean that we don't want people through transfer. Don't, don't, get, don't get offended. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if we, if we grow through transfer, then we've done our very least. And I don't want to be a church talking about, we're going to win the city. We're going to do something great for God. But we're doing our least. That's like saying, <laughs> you know, I want to be a football player and you don't work out. <laughs> Come on, baby. Donuts aren't going to get you there. I'm just saying. The truth of the matter is, we cannot thrive doing our least. So i got to give you some thoughts that, that, I, that I feel like God has downloaded into me. And I want us to catch this. The first is this. If we focus on taking care of people, God will focus on taking care of the house. If we focus on taking care of people, now here's the deal. I'm going to be very transparent with you. I do not know how to completely do this. I don't. That's why I need your help. I don't know how to do this. You know, because on, on one side... There's been countless times when the church has helped pay a bill for someone or done something for someone. And I felt like they, they, they went, they met with somebody. There was accountability. We never give anybody cash. We have a system on how we do it. And I'm fine with that. But yet, I'm in this tension of wanting to grow people and help people. Does that make sense? And so I want to do both. I want to help people, but this ain't a we're, we're, You're going to have to have some discipline. You're going to grow, and we're going to get there. Yeah. And so we have a system for benevolence. It's not constant. It's one time. We'll help you, and we'll get you, and we'll, we'll do something, and we'll, we'll pay a bill, or we'll do something. If you're an active part, if you hadn't been here, I love you, but very rarely do we do drive-bys. Hey, I need some money. Okay, well, let me just throw you something. Okay, there's always relationship and always accountability. Always. Because we're taking seed and we're sowing it and we want to make sure it's in good ground. But then I also want to love people just, for, just, just to love people and care for people. And that's why when we do an outreach or go somewhere, we're going to feed, we're going to do. Well, why? Because I know that, I mean, Jesus' first miracle was at a party. I just feel like that's a part of what we're doing. Let's take care of people. Let's, take, let's be a church that understands we have something to give. Let, let, let's live the mandate. And here is what God has called us to do. He wants us to serve him more than serve ourselves. One God, one kingdom, one goal, one anthem, one life. We serve him. And because we serve him, check this out, it changes what we see, it changes what we show, and it changes what we seed. And I want to talk about that. It changes what we see. Way too many people, and, and, and it's not because we're bad, it's because we're accustomed. 
Every commercial's for you. Everything's about you. Everything is based on you. And if we're not careful, we have to remove that me first mentality. Jesus said, this is how you lead. Get low. Jesus said, you become a slave. Jesus said, your life is not your own. Jesus said these concepts. And so for us, what does that look like? When we go to the store, when we go out to eat in just a second, do we see the waitress or the waiter? Do we see the seven brew person? Come on. Do we see? Do we see these people? Or do we just, oh, I just can't, I just can't. And here we, we just came from church. We got a house sticker on the car. What would Jesus, Jesus do? Bracelet on? Come on. We got a big tattoo on our neck that says we love God. And then we get and we get our food, and it's like we got no Christianity at all. I can't believe this. I can't believe. I just kind of just need to talk to your manager. <laughs> get a rag and wipe the table. Well, that's their job, and I just think that that's what's wrong with our country. Is people are just in a and I get I get it. I want people to work, baby. We have a great country. Just celebrated the 4th. This is not going to be a church that we're downing America. You just know that. If you want to know a little bit about America, you need to be here next week. I got a friend coming from Wall Builders coming to talk about America. You need to be here. You're going to hear stuff that they never told you in public school. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do you know who in America printed off the first Bible? Our government. Our government was the one that made sure that everyone had a Bible. Well, we're, we're not a Christian nation. Well, all I'm telling you is the Bible used to be the textbook in every class, and we took it out, so I want to know who put it in. Don't miss next week. I'm just telling you, better invite a friend. Um, <laughs> we may have to go to three services next week, baby. All right, listen. Okay? Listen. Listen. We see different. When you leave Monday, when you wake up, come on, it's not about your boss. Get your mind off of the people who hurt you, the people who offended you. You are a Christ bearer. Something is different in you. There's always someone to be mad at. Come on. I got six people in my house. I'm mad all the time. I just got to get right. I just got to get right every single day. They take my stuff. I got, I feel, sorry, I feel the flesh coming on. <laughs> the believers were saved to see. You were saved to see. If you don't see, then there's something internal blocking your vision. And it can be character. It can be sin. Come on, somebody. It can be, but we were saved to see. And we were saved to show. Come on, we're showing people God's love in practical ways, God's power, God's heart. We are showing so many things. People should want to go to church because they know you. They should want to know, go to church because they are in a relationship with you. And here's the thing. The greatest thing you can do is invite people. Come here. I'm telling you, we will work hard three or four times a year. We have special sermons just, just for salvation. 
work, get people here. Let's see lives transformed. But we got to show people because when we do those sermon series, come on, you've got to be doing good the year before. You don't gossip about your boss. You don't show up to work late. See, you're showing something different. And if we do, we'll seed it. We'll seed it. And we'll plant seeds. And you know what? You may invite someone for a year to come to church. And then all of a sudden, they come. Come on, somebody. And their whole life is different. We are in the long haul. Long haul. Second thing is this. Our goal is to expand the kingdom, not just our church. We're all going to heaven, and we're all not going to be wearing house shirts when we get there. Now, I feel like we're building something here. And, yes, I want to wear shirts and I want to let people know who we are because here's the deal. I know what we're about. We're going to love people and be in truth. And I I feel good about that. And I feel like anybody can bring a visitor at any time and feel good about what they're going to hear, what they're going to feel, who they're going to meet. And and here's the deal. I, I, I want to, obviously, promote that. But I am under no... False pretense. We are building, come on, the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is going to beat the enemy. That's what we're doing. We're building the kingdom of God. Number three, every believer is called to serve. Every believer is called to serve. And you may think, well, that's just a spiritual gift. And you may say, well, you know what, as I'm doing church, you know, God's just really blessed me financially, and i just, I just rather write the check. Well, here's the deal. We'll take that check. Thank you, Lord. But, but it's kind of like an and. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a comma and not a period because we feel like everyone needs to be doing outreach because we're not. Listen to this. He saved us on earth. We're going to heaven. This is a constant outreach. I know that sounds like so crazy, but you are here and your very existence is to outreach. One day, we're going to stand before Jesus by the mercy seat. He's going to judge us. And at that time, there will be no outreach because we will be in heaven. And I'm pretty sure everybody's good there. You know what I'm saying? Now, we may have some low mansion people and some high mansion people, but but that's a whole different thought. (laughs) Listen, sharing the love of Christ is a vital part of spiritual growth. Every believer has to have the opportunity to do that. This isn't your spiritual checklist. Outreach isn't for just a few. Giving is a huge part of the gospel. Well, Stephen, I just work really hard, and I just really need, like, Friday night and all day Saturday and really most of Sunday just to kind of get ready for Monday because I'm just like, I just need my me time. I just need me time. We'll take that me time and give it as an offering to Christ and turn it into he time and see what happens in you. Come on. Come on. You hear what I'm talking about? Because when you get to heaven, come on, somebody, go ahead and try to work on the dialogue and see if Jesus is good with all the me time. Yeah. 
Now, don't miss what I'm saying. We got to refresh. You need a Sabbath. You need a time. Come on. A lot of people just stay busy. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about being intentional in our outreach. The fourth thing is this. Serving unlocks deeper community. Now, I love Sunday mornings. I believe that a lot is happening, and we already talked about that. But there is something about serving together. When you're passing each other another brick, when you're handing food out, when you're folding clothes, when you're over there hauling mulch, and we're starting to talk, I've had a lot of conversations in an outreach with people. I've had conversations with people. I've had conversations with Nathan. I've had conversations with Sammy. I've had conversations with different people. I've had conversations with John. The reality is that you can only connect so much in an hour and 20 minutes when we only have five minutes before service and six minutes after service and we're worshiping. You're like... (laughs) (laughs) You've got to connect. And the way we connect and build deeper community, come on, when, when Nehemiah had them build the wall, everybody was invested. When you invest, you're going to be closer. You're going to stop becoming a visitor, and you're going to start being a builder, come on, in this church. And do not say, well, you know what, I just like smaller churches because I know everybody. Because here's the truth. We're not going to stay small. And there's not a cool kid table at this church where we're the ones invited and you're not. The Bible says that your gift and your calling will make room for you, but if you don't invest it, nobody's hunting you down for it. You give it and you sow it and it grows and now respect comes because look what you've planted. That's how life happens. We're seeking the lost. We're seeking the lost. But there's an expectation for the believer. Come, sow the seed, join, serve. Come on, and let's grow. Is this good? What, 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 did Jesus have a different expectation for the believing 12 than he did for the 5,000 that came up? Absolutely, he had a different expectation, and so do we. The fifth thing is this. A serving church is a life-giving church. Powerful testimonies have happened as we have done outreach. Testimonies, opportunities. You may know some of these people, and you may not, but here's the deal. Ben and Crystal serve in this church and are on our dream team, and Ben has been helping us at the church, and both of them are in our church because of an outreach. Deborah and her family, her two kids, who help us put together books for two years for framework and has run the computer and helped with kids check-in, they are here because of an outreach. Rhonda, Beth, Joni, all of that crew. Come on, and if you know them, you know they're a crew. They're all here because of an outreach. And this last service on the back row 
was a lawyer and his family, and they were here because of the outreach that we just did at Olive Street Park. What I'm telling you is we have a choice to make as a church. Now, those, that was just 10 people. But here's what we can be about. We can be about our next building. We can be about keeping the, the, the air right so that everybody's comfortable. Because we, we want you comfortable. We can be about the music. We need to go back to shout to the Lord, dear Lord. Come on, we need to sing My Redeemer Lives about 12 times. We need to go back to the hymns when they really taught something real. I don't even know what they're saying up there. By the time they switch the words, I don't even know the next words. And we can be a church that is about how comfortable we want to be, or we can be a church about how effective we want to be. And here's the deal. God did not call Katie and I um, to plant a graveyard. We did not, God did not call us here so that we would plant a church that would be everyone's spiritual graveyard and nothing would happen. God called us here to help be a catalyst, to see people's giftings thrive, and to see things happen. That's what we want to do, and that's what we're going to do. A serving church is life-giving. Come on, I love telling the stories. We, it wasn't that long ago. We were doing an outreach, and we were doing a, a carnival, and we did the ministry, and after we got done, this girl... About 22, comes up and hands me a note. And in the note, she says, I was going to commit suicide tonight. But because I heard about the gospel message, which I'd never heard of before, I gave my life to Christ tonight. Here's what I'm telling you. Do you, God wants us learning in here so we can be effective out there. Don't miss Sunday morning because we're going to learn something. We're going to grow. We're going to stretch. We're going to, but, but it's so that we do Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday well. And when we blow it, we just say, God, forgive me. And we go again because a righteous man gets up. We're going to minister to the police officers. I encourage you to do statistics on police officers. It's very hard to stay married as a police officer. The statistics don't lie. I was looking them up today, this morning. They're always on. They're never off. When you take your kids to the park, you're focused on your family and maybe who's running toward them. They're focused on everybody. They deal with crazies most of the day. And so they're constantly dealing with hard situations. We're going to go love on them and honor them, and not want anything from them. And they may be tough, and they may thank you, but we're going to look in their eye, we're going to shake their hand, we're going to ask them if we can pray for them, we're going to give them some slim chicken, come on somebody, you know what I'm saying? You want to make a friend, boy, this will be the safest church in the world, boy. They be, woo, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> we're going to hand them a sweet tea, we're going to do, and here's the thing, we're just going to be there, and we're going to love them, and this outreach is not for you. So don't come. Here's the deal. I'm hoping it's organized. Well, I think we did a pretty good job, but it may not be perfect. Well, I just, I, just, I spent up there and I only passed out one box of chicken. But wasn't it great? 
Come on. And instead of watching reruns of Smallville, you were outside. <laughs> we're going to go to Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. It's going to be great. We're going to go into their restore, and we're going to help them get, get the, the, the clothes organized. Because here's the deal. There are some kids that will start school, and guess what? They don't have the money to go to, to Walmart or wherever, TJ Maxx, wherever you go to buy clothes. And they'll go there. And they'll spend about $5, and they'll get their first three or four weeks of clothes. And we're going to organize that, make that right, carry boxes, sweep the floor. We're going to do whatever we need to do, and we're not going to wait around and be told what to do. And oh, I just thought, oh, there's not enough. You're coming to be a blessing, so be a blessing. Just say, I'm a blessing, I'm a blessing, I'm a blessing, I'm a blessing. <laughs> we're going to go over to New, to new Beginnings. And, and they want us to, to take care of their um, uh, playground set. And we're going to re, um, we're going to put uh, stuff on it. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're gonna mulch. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're going to take care of their playground. Listen, listen, listen. Well, I just, I just, I just don't even know how that's spiritual. Well, here's what I'm telling you: is these kids get a couple hours to go play, and we're going to make it the nicest place that we can. And here's the deal. You may have a bunch to do, or you may do one shovel. But what does that matter? Because at least God knows, hey, I'm available. I'm available. And the best thing that could happen to us is that we have 75 people show up and only work for 30, and we need seven more projects next year. Because I'm in this for the long haul, and I want the city of Rogers in northwest Arkansas to know that we're here. Come on, is that good? Come on. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.